Hello, everyone, and welcome on into the Betting Pros Podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Viola, and I am very, very excited today to be joined by none other than hockey expert Ian Cameron, because today the NHL playoffs get started, and guys, means we've got a lot of hockey to talk about. Ian, how are you doing today? I saw what you did there. I heard what you did there. Uh, Very good. Uh, Nice to be with you, and obviously excited that the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs are uh, upon us. Uh, Favorite time of the year. This is, I think this is the best playoff format in hot, in all of sports, no doubt. Nothing is more electric than the Stanley Cup playoffs, even though I'm going to be crying in the corner because for the first time in NHL history, as far as I know, the Golden Knights are not in it. So I am a little sad, but we still have so much to get to and talk about Ian. Yeah, there, there's no question about that. I know for people in uh, Las Vegas, uh, in Nevada there, that region, it's a surprise. It's kind of weird that here we are in uh, May and the playoffs are about to start and the Golden Knights aren't in it. Uh, very disappointing on their end. I know certainly injuries played a part. And look, this was a team that was without Pacioretty and Stone and Martinez and McNabb on the blue line. And Leonard was in and out throughout the course of the year. Riley Smith was a huge loss down the stretch. You know, one of their best forwards uh, in that top six group. So, you know, injuries definitely hurt. But down the stretch when they started to get everybody back, just the, the they were just not in sync. Uh, they were not clinical and surgical enough with their finishing around the net. You know, putting key goals in at the right time when they needed a goal was difficult, was a problem. And it was a problem in the playoffs last year, to be quite honest with you, after DeBoer took over. So is this a DeBoer thing? You know, they can't get the big goals when they need them offensively in big games, big spots, clutch moments. You know, that yeah. clutch team, they kind of lost that this year. They kind of lost that last year uh, in the playoffs. And it's really correlated with Peter DeBoer being the head coach of this team. But definitely disappointing. I think Jack Eichel could be long-term very good for this team. But, boy, he's got to step his game up. I saw too much in terms of, uh, you know, failing to capitalize, failing to generate offense. He had multiple games down the stretch in games that they desperately needed where he's got no shots on goal. How does that happen if you're Jack Eichel? Horrible giveaway that he had, I believe, in the game against Chicago. Chicago, you know, that really sealed their fate uh, in uh, in terms of missing the playoffs. So uh, there's just a lot of things that have to be uh, examined. They, they got to go over an autopsy, a postmortem, if you will, uh, of this season and figure out where they go from here. Yeah, but of course we could wax poetic. I mean, we could go on for an hour, two hours just about the Golden Knights and what happened there. You sure could. But I could. <laughs> we've got so many teams that are actually in it this year and I feel like we have to start off talking about the betting favorite here in Colorado. They opened the season five to one as the favorites to hoist the cup. That has not changed. The only thing now is the best price you can get them at is around plus three fifty. This Avalanche team looks so ridiculously good. Are they your pick? I know it would be the chalkiest of picks, but do you think that anybody can actually take them down, or is this going to be the Avs Cup? Uh, I like, uh, but let's, let me just say it this way. Before the season started, I liked Colorado, Carolina uh, as your Stanley cup final. And unless something has changed that really, really alters my original line of thinking, I'm not going to change my opinion. And I think I'm a little more concerned about Carolina right now than Colorado, just because of the Frederick Anderson factor. He's injured to begin the uh, playoffs, the number one goalie. You got to rely on Ronta. Uh, but I still like that team in front of their goaltending as good as any, I think, in the NHL, capable of getting to the cup final. Colorado, it's just a question of getting over that hump. You know, they've got everything they need. They've got six mobile defensemen that can all jump into the play, that can all get back on defense and transition and avoid those odd man rushes. They all skate like the wind. 
They all pile up points. Even Devon Taves, who we now know coming from the Islanders, where he was really more of a defensive defenseman in that you know tight checking system under Barry Trotz, he's come here to uh, Colorado and look at these uh, in a career year uh, in terms of points. Uh, Nate McKinnon. Uh, Rantanen, Landeskog, obviously as dangerous as it gets, but keep an eye on Burakovsky, who can get red hot. Arturi Lekkanen was a nice find from the Montreal Canadiens at the deadline. Nazem Kadri's been through the playoff wars before. He just needs to keep his head on straight and not take stupid penalties and get himself suspended. Now, that's been an issue with him uh, in playoffs past. But no, this team's loaded up front, tons of depth, great blue line, and Darcy Kemper's had a, just a terrific year in net. For the Avalanche kind of started slow, but boy, uh, he's played great second half of the year. Uh, and I think they're ready to make that run. So I'm sticking with my original cup final prediction and Colorado, the, the, the rightful favorite. And you look at the first round that they have uh, Thomas against uh, Nashville. Uh, it's going to be a real, real challenge for Nashville because they're down their number one goalie, UC Soros. You've got to rely on a 25 year old Connor Ingram who's never played in the playoffs before, or you got to go to Dave Riddick. That's your other option, who was big save Dave a couple years ago because he played so well for Calgary. Well, lately he's been big sieve Dave because he's just not played well. He struggled to keep the puck out of the net. Uh, that's been a problem. And when you look at Nashville outside of Yossi, there's a lot of question marks. I like Dante Fabro a little bit. They got a couple blue liners I like, but there's a lot of problems with that team defensively down the stretch. They were giving up goals, and that's an even greater issue, even more exacerbated because their number one goalie's out now, and you got to face this Colorado team. So, uh, going to be a tough series probably for Nashville there. Yeah, the sports book agrees with you completely. The Avalanche at DraftKings minus six fifty to take this first series. I- I'm I'm not laying it. That's too much juice. And no way, no way. You can't lay it. You can't lay. You got to get creative. You got to go minus one and a half games, maybe minus two and a half games. Series handicap on Colorado. I will say this though: Nashville's Nashville can score. All right, Philip Forsberg, Matt Duchesne had a terrific year. Ryan Johansson. Keep your eye on Tanner Janot. Some of these guys, you know, down the depth uh, in the forward group for Nashville. They're a capable, competent offensive team, and this could be one of those series where. Because of the instability in goal and because of the defensive struggles down the stretch, they may have to outscore. You know, they just may have to say, you know, to hell with it. We just got to outscore them somehow and and try to do that. And they've been successful doing that, believe it or not. If you look at the season series this year, Nashville won three of four. Just down the stretch, they beat Colorado in a shootout, 5-4. They outscored Colorado. That might be the approach they take. So this could be a series from a total standpoint, maybe some overs. Yeah, I'm definitely going to be looking at some overs here. Anytime that you can take advantage of some shaky goaltending play. And like you said, you have two offenses that love to score. I'm excited to be betting some overs in this one. But you've talked about a couple teams now that have some goalie issues. What about some teams that maybe have the hot goalie that can ride them through a couple surprise upsets through the first couple rounds here? Because how many times have we seen it happen that you have a team that just finds a goalie that gets hot. I mean, the Canadians last year rode a hot goalie all the way to the final. Can we see something like that again? Maybe not to the final, but what's a team that you might be looking at for a good goalkeeper? Well, in terms of the absolute top goaltending, you know, it starts with Vasilevsky for Tampa, but I will preface this by saying, I don't know if it's whether he's hit a wall physically or whether you know he's just played a lot of hockey the last few years that maybe he's wearing down, or maybe he can flip the switch and look like you know Vasilevsky, uh, you know, just as good as ever in the playoffs against Toronto. We'll find out, but you know he is a guy that's won two back-to-back Stanley Cups. He's as good as it gets when he's on top of his game. He's very difficult to beat. Yes, he had a bad 
or not not a real bad, but a, a below average for his standards. Final month of the season, but he's capable of getting that back on track. I think for Minnesota, you like the fact that they have not one but two goalies that can get it done. And if one falters, the other can go in uh, and play at a high level. Both of them have won playoff series, Cam Talbot and Marc-Andre Fleury. Now, Fleury, it looks like, is going to be the game one starter tonight against St. Louis uh, in game one. Uh, but they've got two goalies that they can rely on. So uh, that's a good sign. In terms of you, you talking about Montreal, you know, a, a bigger, you know, they were the, uh, the lowest seed in the playoffs last yeah. year. They got to the Stanley Cup final and Carey Price was a big part of that. If I had to pick an underdog, you know, a bigger underdog that, you know, needs that could have good enough goaltending maybe to pull an upset or two. It's difficult to find one, to be quite honest with you, because, uh, you know, I don't see Washington's goaltending against Florida with Vanacek or Samsonov being good enough to slow down and shut down that Panthers team. They're a big dog. I certainly don't trust Ingram and Riddick, as we just talked about with Nashville. They're a bigger dog, obviously. The only other one I would look at potentially is L.A. And I guess by default, L.A.'s got the best chance because we know Edmonton's had struggles winning in the playoffs. We know that sometimes teams that play tight checking, solid team defense can frustrate Connor McDavid, frustrate Leon Dreisaitl like we saw last year, two years ago. And L.A. does have a Stanley Cup winning goaltender with a ton of experience in the veteran Jonathan Quick. And you can't look past that. That Has he had some stumbles down the stretch? Yes. I don't think he's played nearly as good the last month, but for the overall body of work this season for Quick, this has been one of his best seasons in a few years. You know, the last couple of years, Thomas, they've been riddled with injuries for Quick. And then when he gets in there, he just can't get on any sort of rhythm and he's struggling, and he's given up goals. This year, he stayed relatively healthy. He's had one of his better years in a while. He's got a you know decent young goalie in the wings and Cal Peterson behind him. But quick to me, if I'm going to pick one goalie that could maybe get going, maybe push his team further than some people think, it might be quick here with the LA Kings. If you're talking about the bigger underdogs in these playoffs. And the Kings, they are 2-1 to one dogs to take down the Oilers in this first series, but that goalie play can really help you. Now, they have been almost in free fall. We've talked about Quick's play, the entire team over the last month, not what you want going into the playoffs, but they were able to get it right towards the end, finish the season on a little bit of an upswing, securing that last berth in the Pacific. I, I could see them beating Edmonton here. I I'm in complete agreement with you. This Oilers team, they're so much talent. Like you said, McDavid, Dreisaitl, the amount of players that they have they should be a contender every year for the Cup. And you're right. They just never seem to be able to put it together. Having said what I just said about L.A., I do like Edmonton in that series. I really do. I, I think they're I think they ready. You got to learn how to lose before you learn how to win. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to see that with Edmonton. We might see that with Toronto, even though they've got a beast of a task on their plate facing the uh, two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning. But and, I think – real, real quick, on that point – the Maple Leafs are favored. They're minus 120. The Lightning are even money to win this series. Yeah, and I've got people on Twitter that are coming uh, and talking about how, oh, I can't, you know, uh, Toronto in the upset here. No, no, Toronto's favored. I mean, yeah. it's like people make these, it's like the college football broadcasters. It's the uh, 16th ranked Sooners versus the uh, 7th ranked Auburn Tigers. Yeah. Uh, the 16th ranked Sooners win the game uh, and they pull off the big upset. Well, hold on now. Sooners were actually favored. Did you look at the betting lines? Did you see them? Did you care to look at them? There's not no upset. They were favored. And they yep. just say it's an upset because they're the lower-ranked team. Here, see that all the time with broadcasters in college football. Yeah, Toronto's actually favored. 
against Tampa Bay uh, in that series. Uh, and and I think they've I think they'll win game one. I don't know. I'm, I'm not ready to lay a price with them to win a series. We're talking about a franchise that hasn't won in 18 years. I've got to see it before I believe it. Jack Campbell's played well down the stretch. Uh, you, you think for Austin Matthews and Mitch Marner, this is where you find out, did they learn the painful lessons they learned last year against Montreal, blowing a 3-1 series lead against a team they probably should have beat, but they fell, fell apart, and they only got one goal between them, and Austin Matthews scored it. That's obviously not going to cut it. You know, you need a lot more from these two guys. They know what did what went wrong last year. They've had both had brilliant seasons this year. Of course, Matthew, 60 goals, unbelievable uh, year for him. Marner, since they told him, hey, man, start shooting the puck more, uh, he's all of a sudden started to find his offense, 30-goal season now uh, for Marner. They just told him, shoot the puck more. You can't pass all the time. Defenses know what you're going to do, your tendencies. you got to shoot from now, from time to time, uh, and he's been able to do that. So uh, definitely uh, Toronto, I think, has got their best chance to finally win a series, but they've obviously got a tough opponent. I actually wouldn't be shocked one way or another here. Tampa wins wouldn't shock me. Toronto wins wouldn't shock me. I think it's priced in a good uh, range. I'm probably going to bet that series game to game. I do like Toronto in game one and how it sets up. They're at home. They need to get off to a good start. You know, the seeds of doubt get in the head if they lose game one at home. Uh, to Tampa Bay, and they just come off a game where they lost like 8-1 to one to Tampa Bay two weeks ago. They remember that. I think they really put onus on a big game one, kind of like how Tampa, in that game when they beat Toronto 8-1, the last time they played Toronto, they got crushed by Toronto 6-2 at home. So it's kind of like the shoe's on the other foot here, and I think Toronto in game one's in a good situation. But as far as the series goes, it really is pick them, just as it's lined. That game is tonight, of course, depending on when you're listening to this broadcast here on Monday. And like you said, Toronto is at home. I'll tell you, I might be interested in taking a Lightning Series price if you're right and they lose game one here. Do you think that that might be something that might be worth a look at, depending on what the line shakes out to if they're down a game to start? Yeah, if you have any interest in Tampa Bay to win the series, that is a good time to jump in would be uh, if the Leafs win in game one, as I think they might. And then you're going to get obviously a much better adjusted series price with uh, Tampa Bay at that point. I want to wrap up the Edmonton discussion, too, since you brought Mm -hmm. that up. I think they're better equipped to win this year because, look, years past, Connor and Leon have been the guys that have had to get it done. They've had to score all the goals. This year, that's not the case. They're getting a supporting cast stepping up now. Look at what Evander Kane did down the stretch. Red hot. Look at Kyler Yamamoto, the season he's had. Look at Zach Hyman, bringing him in from the Leafs. He's been terrific. Uh, They've got multiple weapons. What if Warren Fogle, who's scored big playoff goals in the past for Carolina, what if he steps up for you? They've got more offensive depth. It's not just all McDavid and Dreisaitl anymore. Their blue lines improved throughout the course of the season. They're playing with more structure under Jay Woodcroft compared to when Dave Tippett was the head coach early in the year before he got fired. And it's going to come down to Mike Smith. The Mike Smith of April can lead Edmonton not only to a win in this first round, but deep into the playoffs. He was phenomenal in April. But the problem is Mike Smith, it's like Cinderella, lose the slipper, clock strikes midnight, and he's turning back into a guy that can't stop a beach ball. You know, that's been Mike Smith over the years. So if you get April Smith, you're Mike, April Mike Smith, you're going to be in great shape, Edmonton. But if Mike Smith starts to stumble, you've got issues. Because Miko Koskinen is not someone I trust, and he didn't exactly play well down the stretch. So really is contingent upon the secondary scoring and Mike Smith in goal. If they get both of those things playing at a high level, secondary scoring chips in, Mike Smith plays well. Edmonton not only beats L.A., they can make a run. 
All right, guys, real quick, I want to talk to you about Sleeper. It's the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. But now you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the total. For example, number of points in a basketball game or hits in baseball. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. You pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to over 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friend's picks with the tap of a button, and I can do some trash talking too. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new Over under game have fun with your friends and make some money and make sure to use promo code betting pros all one word and sleeper will match your deposit up to a hundred dollars again download sleeper and use the promo code betting pros all one word when you deposit terms and conditions apply see sleepers terms of use for details now let's get back to the show all right Ian. another team that we talked about a little bit before we came on to record here the New York Rangers, I want to get your thoughts on them. They're sitting around 16, 17 to 1, depending on where you can find the number right now. Gerard Gallant has this team playing some fantastic hockey. Do you think they could be one of those dark horse teams that maybe makes some noise here? I do. In the East, yes, because of Igor Shesterkin, because of a team commitment to defense and improving that from last year. And that's a big reason why David Quinn got gassed by the New York Rangers because, you know, the defense just was never any good. They gave up way too many goals. And you look at the improvement defensively. Now, early in the year, they relied on Shesterkin too much. I think he had to steal them a few games. They were still giving up a bunch of quality grade A scoring chances. I think that's improved down the stretch. Adam Fox, Ryan Lindgren, Keandre Miller. Uh, this is a good young blue line. It's going to be good for a long time. Jacob Truba, who's played in the playoffs many years, going back to when he was with Winnipeg. I mean, it's a very much improved blue line. And what I like what they've done up front is much of the year, too much on the plate of Artemi Panarin, the bread man, too much on the plate of Chris Kreider, with an incredible 50-goal season, uh, too much on the plate of Mika Zibanejad, and not enough for uh, chipping in offensively from other forwards, other lines on the Rangers. While well, they brought in Andrew Kopp from the Winnipeg Jets, they brought in Frank Vitrano at the trade deadline. Great moves by Chris Drury, more forward depth, I think they're going to be able to get more punch offensively from their bottom six forwards now compared to earlier in the year. And when you look at their series against Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh, you've got to always respect and be fearful of Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Brian Russ, Jake Gensel. Uh, those are guys that can be game breakers offensively, not to mention Ricard Raquel, who they got from Anaheim at the deadline. The blue line led by Latang, Dumoulin, and uh, Marino is very solid, but they're starting the series without Tristan Jari, broken foot. And even if it was him in net, he was awful in the first round against the Islanders last year when they got knocked out. And now you got to go to Casey DeSmith, who is just one night he can be good, and one night he's just getting lit up for five or six. So you don't know what you're going to get. I think it's an edge and goal for the Rangers. Uh, Gerard Gallant's a winner at playoff time. I don't know if there's many, ser uh, many years in, when he's gotten into the playoffs where he's been bounced in the first round. Usually he's at least good to win at least one round in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So I think they beat Pittsburgh. And then from that point on, you know, whoever they play, Florida, Carolina, uh, whoever they play in the next round, uh, they have the potential to give them a series. Guys, real quick, remember when you're looking for free picks and sports betting advice, bettingpros.com has you covered with tips from over 150 experts to make it easy for you to cash out. Download the app to get sports betting alerts. You'll get notified of favorable bets based on line movements, consensus picks from the most accurate experts, and vetted systems in play. 
Betting Pros monitors all of the major sports books, most accurate experts, and top systems to identify the best betting opportunities. So download today in the Apple or Google Play stores. And Ian, before I get you out of here, that's one team that we have not really talked about much on this show, despite being the President's Cup winners, the President's Trophy winners, the Florida Panthers. They're 5-1 to one right now. Do you think that they could finally be the team that maybe breaks this hex that we've had on teams being the best in the regular season? They were certainly a surprise to do what they've done. Can they continue the run? I love what you did there. You corrected yourself. You said President's Cup initially, and President's like, totally different. That's a pet peeve of mine. Someone calls it the President's Cup for all. That's golf. Yep. It's a big golf tournament. It's not hockey. President's Trophy. I like what you did. Well done correcting yourself, my friend. Thank uh, you. But when you look at uh, Washington and uh, Florida, um, well, I think Florida's going to get past Washington. And it's really because the teams that are going to frustrate Florida are the teams that are, you know, tight, tight, tight defensively, teams with great goaltending that could maybe put up a brick wall against this juggernaut Florida offense, which can score five, six, seven goals in their sleep. Washington may not be the team to do that. You know, I, I don't love their blue line compared to past years. You know, they've had, you know, they've had Nate Schmidt, they've had Brendan Dillon, they've had some pretty good, uh, John Carlson's still outstanding, but there's a lot more uh, question marks on the blue line. Their overall team defense was uh, mediocre at best, and I'm being kind. And, and then their goaltending just was inadequate throughout the entire year. Ilya Samsonov was never consistent. Vitek Vanacek actually played well midway through the year, and then he stumbled late in the season. So their goaltending against this Florida offense is questionable. Florida just got, can come at you in waves, uh, three, sometimes even four lines that can score. Barkov, Huberdo, Verhage, Bennett, Reinhardt, Marchment stepped up down the stretch. I mean, Lindell, it's just on it. Duclair having a career year. Giroux now, they got him from Philadelphia. at the. De I mean, it's just so much that you got to deal with. Uh, and I think it's going to be overwhelming for Florida. So I think it's a high-scoring series as well. Uh, this could be another good over series here, Caps. If you look at Caps and Panthers head-to-head, -head, nothing but overs uh, in recent series history. So I think it's a high-scoring series. I think Florida advances in five, maybe six, if you want to be nice, give Washington a couple. It's hard to, to say that because you're talking Ovechkin, Oshie, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Wilson, a lot of good veterans on this Washington team. But, you know, I really do think they're up against it. As for Florida making a deep run as the President's Trophy winners, I think they'll get past Washington, but I think they're going to be challenged a lot more after that. Teams that will be able to have better goaltending, better defense against them. So I think they get through the first round, but for as much as they dominated the regular season, it is harder to score goals in the playoffs. And when they face some of these better defensive teams down the road, if they get past Washington, that's where you're going to see Florida, I think, really challenged a lot more to uh, make this deep run. All right, Ian, my last question for you here. You have to pick one team to be holding a futures ticket on. Are you going full chalk with the Avalanche, or is there another team that you might want to pick one up on before these playoffs start? So I picked Colorado, or uh, actually I picked Carolina to be my Stanley Cup champion before the season to beat Colorado uh, in the Stanley Cup final. I'm going to stick with that, but at the same time, you know, if I was uh, if I was betting, like let's say I didn't have those futures bets, Colorado, Carolina, which I do before the season. Let's say I had nothing right now. I would not be betting Colorado plus three thirty. Yeah. I would not be betting Florida plus five fifty. Calgary seven to one. Toronto nine to one. Tampa eleven to one. Carolina twelve to one. I, I start to get interested if I'm going to bet something now. But it would really be the teams, Thomas, sixteen to one or or, or, or better. 
that would interest me, you know, put my money away for a couple months, hopefully lock in a profit if they can make a deep run. And that would be the Rangers 16 to one. Uh, the winner of Minnesota St. Louis, which we haven't talked much yet, that's going to be a heck of a series. I think it's going to go seven. Uh, I think the difference is home ice because Minnesota was just spectacular at the XL Energy Center. Now they've had trouble against St. Louis, but I think now that playoffs are here, Minnesota, I trust Flurry and Talbot a little bit more than Huso kind of stumbled down the stretch. So I think Minnesota 16 to one is a decent price uh, out there as well. And I think even Edmonton at 18 to one, if we get the Mike Smith we saw in April, if we do, this team can win multiple rounds, in my opinion. And that's that's another thing about the NA, the Stanley Cup playoffs. The NBA is also a best of seven series, of course, but it feels like the better team just wins in the NBA series more often than not. NHL, there is so much more variance. There's so much that can go wrong for you game to game that can just change things up. And it gives you more of an option for some of these upsets. It creates more value on some of these maybe double-digit underdogs on these ticket prices. Yeah, there's no question. There's definitely more opportunity for, you know, bigger price futures in the NHL uh, compared to the NBA. Although the NBA has been a little bit more of a, you know, we've seen a little bit more of the lower seed, you know, pushing the higher seeds in the NBA. But certainly nothing like we see uh, in the NHL where year in and year out you can get it like last year where Montreal goes all the way to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, You're not going to see that in the NBA too often. Exactly. Ian, thank you so much for joining us here today. Where can people find all the awesome work you're doing? Uh, Follow me on Twitter, at Bobano. Tune into the Ice Guys NHL Hockey Betting Show seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, Saturday and Sunday noon Eastern. We had Bobby Ryan on the show yesterday on our playoff preview show. We got a bunch of former players uh, or people that have been connected to hockey joining us daily on the show to help us break down the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's me, Alex B. Smith, Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy, uh, on that show seven days a week so tune into that throughout the playoffs i do pub sports radio basketball football baseball content for them uh so check that all out and for subscriptions email bobano 350 at gmail.com Ian, thank you so much can't thank you enough for the time best of luck on the hockey playoffs i know it is going to be one of the most exciting times i'm ready for it it all starts tonight Guys, that's going to do it for us here. You can follow Ian, of course, at Babano on Twitter. You can follow me at TV at work. And if you want to track all of your bets for the Stanley Cup playoffs, no better place to do that than bettingpros.com slash pick tracker. It will even sync with your sports books. You don't have to enter the picks manually. It is an awesome tool. So head on over there to bettingpros.com slash pick tracking now and get in on the action with us. Ian, it has been a pleasure. Thank you so much, and we will see you guys next time.